Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Trend Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Knox. Show my Larry Morris. Hey. And today we have a really good episode for you guys. Uh, not as much, not as many topics, but definitely more in-depth coverage of, of each of these. And we're just going to start off with the one of the biggest things that happened this week is GamesCon. There's a couple games that caught my eye. I'm sure, Larry, there was a couple things that caught your eyes, too. So I'll let yeah. you start off. Anything stand out to you from GamesCon? Uh, <clears throat> so some of the... I have have four different things on the list uh, that stood out the most. You know, first one being Starfield. That's on the horizon, right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, Then Black Myth Wukong. That was looking pretty good. Son Goku. Son Goku. She's back at it. Uh, Payday 3. And then, you know, the Cyberpunk DLC is coming out, Phantom Liberty. Those those are the big four for me. Uh, That was a a bunch of other things that, you know, Look pretty good, but I'm most hype about these. So, um, what about you? What's on your list? Um, I got the new Warhammer 40k game, Space Marine 2. Um, I also got the Project Mugen, which is looks like it's more of a crowdfunding type thing uh, for PC. That looks really, really good. Um, in terms of the gameplay wise, it's been while since I've seen something like, oh man, this the gameplay looks fun, story looks fun. Uh, and we was watching YouTube. Some people call it a Genshin killer. I don't know if I'll go that far, but it looks pretty fun. I'm sorry to uh, dive into it. Um, so it, it, it's a gotcha? No. Um, for what I've seen, yeah, I've seen any gotcha elements to it. Um, thank, thank God. <laughs> I hate to buy that, and then you got to buy all this other stuff. But um, yeah, it's just like a, I think it's PC, uh, just PC right now. I always see the future day releasing a console version of it, but uh, it's it's like some swinging going on. Like it has like Spider-Man elements to it, okay. um, but it's like in this big sort of open world um, city. It's more like an RPG too. I understood out there too as well, but it definitely looks pretty fun. I'm, I'm excited to see what they come out with it. And we can uh, check out the the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer for Project Mugen, so I'll be down for that. Yeah, let's check that out. I mean, from that little bit, it looks like it's gonna be one of those one of those games with a uh, a bunch of characters, like a bunch of notable characters that the community you know just falls in love with. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I need to see like the full. I have to see the, I guess the the timeline that they have for this game. Like, what kind of game is it? It's not a gotcha. That's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the it's web swing swinging looks pretty smooth. Uh, immediately brought me back to the Spider-Man games, but I'm, I'm thinking that's what they was going for, of mm-hmm. course. Um, I believe they call it an urban open world RPG. Um, that's sort of the phrase that's been thrown around for it. And it definitely, I think it definitely, based on trailer, fits that sort of um, category where you're into, you're like, like you're in like the city, like Tokyo. Um, you're just going around there in the open world, discovering stuff, finding stuff. So, um, the world itself looks phenomenal. Looks really amazing. Yeah. But the art style, the art direction they have going for it, and some of the character designs, yeah, I'm feeling it too. I just gotta see when it comes out. Pre-registration started. Mm-hmm. You plan on trying to get in that? I was thinking about it, man. Definitely. I mean, it looks it looks piques my interest. It, you know. See. Throw out that invite, might get lucky. 
Yeah. And if you do, let me know. I'd love to watch some uh, some gameplay. See what the game has to offer. Especially when people are calling a, a Genshin yeah. killer. That's a tough task. That's a tough task. Never actually played Genshin Impact, but I know it'd be hard to beat. <laughs> I know that much. I was going to get into Genshin, but then I was like, got all these rows and stuff you got to pay for. But I'm not going to go down that hole, man. I had enough of that with Overwatch. With with these like Genshin Impact and other like gotcha games, there's always uh, there's always the players, and you see them on you know Twitch streaming who just sit there for hours upon hours rolling accounts. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't want to have to do that <laughs> to start playing the game. Gee, yeah, it's fucking sad, but I'm sure if you're going with a more casual mindset, it'd be fine and. Yeah, hopefully Project Mutant doesn't fall into that trap, but I haven't seen anything to suggest that it will, so excited for it. Um, also, like I said, I also mentioned the new Warhammer game, too, that yeah. came out, 40K. Space Marines 2, and that has more of a Gears of War type horde mode type feel, where you're just going through and, like, demolishing enemies, and you got the guns, and of course you got the iconic chainsaw, so the sword. <laughs> That they have for that, so excited for that. Um, never played a tabletop game, but say I'm one of those people that never played anything for us Warhammer, but watch hours of lore videos on YouTube for some reason. I I don't quite understand it. <laughs> I had somebody at work that did, did the same thing, you know, watching lore videos or something you never played, but the, the lore of Warhammer is pretty, pretty cool, man. It's like super in depth. Everybody's the bad guy. Yeah, literally, that's just constant <laughs> war, man. It's something they know. And yeah. this game definitely fits into like that that aspect where it's just like shit's just going down like every second. You just gotta go through people playing the Space Marines. So I was about to ask that to like what faction? Yeah, Space Marines. That's a good one to pick. Probably like I know there's the other games that they have out. Um, I had a couple of them on Steam, but really got into them. Like I said, like I said earlier, I played the tabletop a little bit friends back home but nothing i you know really got into it's one of those hobbies i don't i don't know the numbers but it looks like one of those hobbies is an expensive one. Oh yeah for sure i don't know if it's like as bad as like magic or something um but my my friend would have like all the pieces in here have all the the paint in here yeah. calling his own pieces and stuff like that and he even picked up a 3d printer at some point, like a small, smaller size 3D printer to print out uh, Warhammer pieces. It's cool stuff. The whole community is, seems pretty damn cool. It's just it's one of those things that takes a lot to get into. You know, and it used to tell you like find a find a faction or a set that you you really like and just stick with that for a good minute. Sure. Yeah, I know it's like I said, it's very expensive. I know if people that have a career in painting the miniatures, like it's right. actual, yeah, it's actual career where you can see people. People send you miniatures, you paint it for them, they they give you the specifics and they paint it. So <laughs> Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. That's not bad money maker right there. I mean painting miniatures I imagine would be a little tedious. Just like from like a casual perspective. Yeah. Like you gotta be specific about your dot strokes and you know, you don't wanna mess it up too, you know, 'cause like I said, those pieces are pretty sure expensive as well. And like, so your friend he has a three D printer. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps but like even still the material to use to print it out. I imagine it's pretty expensive as well for it, but like yeah. sitting there 
at the table with the magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> Zoomed in on it. Reminds me of uh, was it Toy Story two when he's like he's fixing Woody and he has like the four magnifying glass on him trying to switch. <laughs> Small brush, just one line. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I I look into the Warhammer one. I'll probably uh, hit up hit up friend back home and see if he's heard about it. Probably has. Yeah, but the game looks it looks like it's, it's more of a you no know, Gears of War horrible type game, but. And what's cool, based on the gameplay, I, I've seen like it kind of encourages you to get in there and do melee and like different takedowns. And I believe based on the takedowns, you can regain health. Mm-hmm. So in the med packs in there, I heard it was uh, uh pretty scarce. So the game kind of encourages you to get up there and get those finishes so you can get health. So I thought that was a nice gameplay mechanic. Um, my only concern about it so far is that um, it is a game like a horse type game, so hopefully they have more variety of villains. Uh, I've seen only three types of the, like sort of the alien swarm creatures in the game. Uh, I think the game is gonna need more types to sustain a sort of long campaign because I think after a while fighting the same you know enemies at each level is, is gonna get t- pretty tiresome. But yeah. Uh, but again, it's just a showcase. I'm excited to see what else they have, or may hopefully they have more villains. But like I said, it's just a little bit that they show that the game's kind of so not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. But they come with eight? Um, I don't think so. Because they have, I mean, just the Warhammer, you know, Boris, plenty of content to yeah. add to the game. So I, I find it very surprising they don't have enough. And like it's more of a time issue than like a a content issue. I I can understand that. It says twenty twenty three. Um, doesn't say specific date, so I guess it's sometime later this year. Okay. Yeah, we still got a lot of time for it's all over. That's still some good good stuff to drop. <clears throat> I mean, overall, it's been a pretty strong year for games. There's a lot of great things that came out so far this year, and plenty more to come out. Like Starfield, for one, that's coming out pretty soon, and you know that's that's the next project from Bethesda. It it could be really good. It could also not be so good. You know, you might have another seventy six. Oh boy, hopefully not. This one looks pretty promising. Always, you know, having grown up playing the Fallout games, there's always been that that idea in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I like to see what they can do with more of a space exploration type thing mm. and we, we're finally there <laughs> like the, the time has finally come fallout has always had like you know massive i wouldn't say massive maps but they had some pretty sizable maps to explore true you yeah. know in that open world uh genre and now we're in space i, I can't even imagine the amount of content they could mm. put in this game mm going forward, especially with like DLC, if they want to do any of that. Fallout, well, Bethesda has always been down for DLC. They usually sure. drop four or five per game. I know it's 76, cool. but I know like three had four or five. Maybe, maybe, maybe three to five. I'll say three to five. And same with New Vegas, you know, you always have some type of DLC that drops. It's it's looking promising. I'm trying not to see too much of it. I'm trying to wait for it to come out and then I you know, I pick it up then. I see a little bit of gameplay of it. It looks pretty fun. 
I would I would say based on what I've seen, what I've heard, um, not most of the planets aren't going to have life in it. Is what I believe Todd said. Yeah. Um, it's going to be some most planets going to be for mining material and stuff like that. So people out there want to get the game, don't expect to be going to every planet. You're going to see life forms. It's just I don't think it's feasible, especially with like the size of Starfield. But there's definitely going to be some plans with light setting, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, I just don't want people to get their hopes up and try to charge the game for that. You know, you got to be reasonable with it. I mean, as long as they don't make, you know, crazy promises, too, going forward. You know, like, oh, you'll be able to go to this many planets or, you know, every planet is, you know, has is inhabited or something like that. You can't make crazy promises with a game based in space because... That's, that's, that's a lot to cover. That's a lot of space to cover. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Pun intended. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about it. I don't think they're gonna drop the ball on this one. Um, it may have a rocky start, and that's only because of like technical things, maybe bugs. It is a Bethesda game. <laughs> you know, it, it'll probably be pretty buggy. Oh yeah, yeah has some has some problems, but they get that first that uh, that day one patch out pretty quick, I imagine, and then from there it's just like, how good is the game? True. I just hope the game has sixteen times the detail. So that's all I want, man. Just make sure you get the sixteen times the detail. I didn't. I didn't watch too much of the uh, like the interview during the Gamescom when they was going over that. <clears throat> I think. I think it was just before. I don't know if you was watching it either, but that's like a moment when some guy came up on the stage right in the audience. Oh, boy. I think it was just before they got into uh, Starfield. He came up on the stage and tried to like talk into the microphone. Oh, yeah. I remember. About GTA 6. He said something about GTA 6. Like, as soon as, he, as soon as he jumped up there and started talking, I just I just closed the stream. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. Man. What is secu- what security at these events? Like, they don't have security around like to stand at the at the stairs yeah yeah i see that shit at like concerts you know big concerts you got security just all around the stage and i mean somebody gets on this guy somehow gets on and like yells into the mic of gta yes. i was like this is a reckless this is a reckless event and i just, I just hopped off they need to have some space marines right? have them garden oh, he, he wouldn't even stood up yeah <laughs> yeah, chainsaw blade makes you makes you think twice for sure. Like I said, I saw so that black black myth Wukong. Uh, I'm not sure who the developers are. I didn't look into who who they were, but it's gonna be the same type of Souls like game. From what I was seeing in the gameplay, it's gonna be a Souls esque type game. <clears throat> you know, based in you know based off the the novel journey to the west mm-hmm. which i'm always happy to see a video game done based off that 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 book um i don't know if anybody will remember this game it's a very old one uh enslaved odyssey to the west came out a good while ago probably like early 2000s near the end end of like the early 2000s uh, approaching 2010 that time and it's also based off the novel. You know, you play as this guy named Monkey. You have a, a companion. You guys got to travel west to help her accomplish something. I forget now, nowadays. But Andy Circus 
uh, the guy who did Golem and Lord of the Rings. Oh, nice. He like was helping and like directing and played a major character in that game. And that was another game he did, which that's that's one game I would love to see redone, remade, and that's Heavenly Sword. Mm. And you know, I could talk about Heavenly Sword for a good while. I love that game, and I would love to see it done again. Andy Circus also works on that. That's going off topic. That's, a, that's <laughs> I can get in on that. That's another topic, though. But back to Wukong, this game looks really, really, really good. Uh, at least from some of the combat I saw, it looks like it's going to be smooth as hell. Probably one of the most smooth Dark Souls-esque games. I, I, I don't even know how, how the, the proper topic, uh, proper term to use for it. I'm just going to say Dark Souls-esque. But the, the issue I saw when I was looking at the trailer was they don't show you a lot of it, you know. Uh, they'll show you, like, brief scenes of, like, a boss fight or, like, fighting an enemy. He'll use, like, a a flip or an attack. But they don't show you just... They don't give you a good representation of what the game, gameplay will look like. Oh, and, like, with a lot of these trailers that I was watching in Gamescom, it's like, oh, we'll show you, like, oh, that's a, that's a scene that looks cool. Like, oh, him flipping over this attack. Dodging this attack by flipping over it, then like retaliating with a counter. We'll show you that, but we won't show you, you know, the guy who's playing just walking up, starting a fight, True. and going through, you know, the attack patterns. And when I looked at that, I was like, okay, that's not the best sign. At least for me, that's not yeah. the best sign. But I'm sure they have more in depth gameplay as the game gets closer. So it's not it's not too bad. I believe the game comes out next year, so it's still got still got plenty. Yeah, of still has still has a good amount of time to to cook, you know, yeah. get better, uh, get polished. But I'm looking forward to that one as well. So I'm always down for Journey to the West base game, and hey, who better than than Wukong? Yeah, man, that's Journey to the West has to be one of those stories that just has probably one of the most adaptations of. I've seen plenty of video games of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely plenty of movies, plenty of shows. Uh, it's a interesting uh, story. It's a really good story. I I, I enjoy yeah. whatever, whenever I, I've seen it come up. Um, now I see the famous you know, Goku for Dragon Ball Z. Son Goku's base name is based off of yeah. Son Goku from Journey to the West. So definitely has a lot of influence. Um, I think that comes with a lot of expectations of. You know, this is something you gotta treat right. Mm-hmm. I think the publishers of uh, Mukon is aware of that, so hopefully they, they deliver. Uh, for what I've seen, like I said, it looks pretty good. It's pretty good. The design, uh, I'm loving the design of Wukong, uh, some of the enemies that they that they displayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the biggest thing is gonna be the gameplay, like the gameplay loop, leveling up, the exploration. I know that like, I know you we all know you know Wukong loves his staff. Yeah. But you know, how's the staff gonna work in terms of like getting stronger? Him getting stronger is you gonna just upgrade the staff itself, we're gonna get different staff, you know, all types of questions to ask mm-hmm. about how they're gonna approach this. But no, it's nothing you can really do except just wait. Wait for more info. Off yeah. off topic, I think Sun Goku is probably the only god that Kratos would probably would not be able to kill. Son Goku? Yeah, Son Goku has some ridiculous feats. I mean, holy crap. I was like, I, I was I was reading online, so I was like, yeah, you know, Son Goku probably the only one guy Kratos can defeat. But yeah, I, I can see that. So, some shit Son Goku can pull off. See that fight. And even if they're not trying to kill each other, which 
Kratos has a good chance it's, it's for keeps. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The man only plays plays for keeps to the death. And then that was Payday 3. Watching that trailer, I don't know if you've seen the Payday 3 trailer. They had like a live action trailer. Oh, no, I see that. <clears throat> and watching it, that was like I said, it's just a live action trailer. So there's like no gameplay or anything of the sort. If it's like Payday 2, I already know what to expect. It's probably just going to be more polished, um, more customization, probably better AI, probably more unique ways to carry out these robberies. But man, watching that trailer really made me just want to watch another a really good, a really good heist movie again. Sure. You know, I I didn't realize until seeing the trailer, like man, it's been a long time. I fucking love heist movies, man. Yeah. You've seen Heat. Heat. You have. That's the Heat? best heist movie. Heat? Oh my god, you gotta watch Heat. That's literally the best heist movie. Who's in? Who's in? Who's in it? Uh, it's directed by Michael Mann. You have. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. That's the one where they like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro sitting at the table, and he's like, and Robert Robert De Niro is like the thief, and he's like, no, you can't. They have no attachments. You sort of give him the rules of that. Mm. Oh man, you got to see that. That's like it's literally the best heist movie. But but you know, watching it made me like, oh, I need to. I want to get into a heist. I want to watch a heist movie. It's been a long time since I played a heist, you know, bank robbing type game. And then seeing Payday 3 coming back around, it just brings back some pretty good nostalgia of 2. I didn't play too much Payday. I kind of came into it later in his life, lifespan. Um, but when I did come in and play with friends, my brother, it was it was good. It was a, it was a fun game. Uh, well made. <clears throat> difficult. Way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Like, I... I've only seen people prior to playing, only seen people playing it, and it didn't look that bad. And then, like, going in and, you know, trying to keep your cover uh, without alerting anybody or, you know, trying to fight fight past the police once they do get on you, it's way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. But that's going to be a fun one when that drops around. I don't know if you play Payday or, like, know anything about Payday. I haven't played Payday, but... I've seen the gameplay trailer for three, and it does look. It's like one of those games where you can. It's like like multiple ways you can do. You can do like the stealth route, or you can just go in and gun blazing, <laughs> and and do the robbery. But what I've seen of three, it looks it looks pretty fun. It looks like one of those games you definitely would want to play with people. Um, not to say you you, you couldn't play by yourself, but I, I think it definitely encourages playing with more people. Just like shenanigans, I can imagine you can get on over the com. Like, what are you doing? You got a call. You got to do this now. And it was always fun. I remember GTA Online playing with my friends and doing high like that. That was the best aspect. That was just like you guys coordinating different things and doing mm-hmm. that. So I'm excited to see how, how that would look in Play Day 3, you know, with the GTA 5 been out for a while. So uh, the high sort of gameplay has definitely changed. So. I'm excited to see what Payday 3 has to offer, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a more realistic take on it, too, than GTA. GTA can be a, a bit blown out of proportion with some of the shit you're doing in GTA. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the game, though, you know. Um, it being like a parody, you know, society, among other things, that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. 
but with payday it's like a more realistic take on it uh and i'm cool with that i mean you you take shots like crazy but that's any video game <laughs> yeah i've i've played those games where they try to be super realistic with you know bullet damage like one shot you down that's not fun <laughs> unless you yeah unless you're the hardcore type of individual who who likes that type of that's not game fun. it's not that it's not that fun <laughs> that's true if you've ever, ever heard uh, the idea thrown around in games like you know Uncharted or shit, any shooter where you just take multiple shots and you have like a health bar, it's like those are all the shots that that miss you. Like if it was a real life situation, there'll be all the shots that like zoom past and miss you, and then oh, okay. that final shot that actually kills you—that's that one bullet that actually hits. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is just missing when your health bar is going down. But the bullet that kills you is the one that actually hits. Never heard of that one, but that's interesting though. But basically, it is a video game, and we talked. I believe we talked about this. This like that everything has to be super realistic, you know. It's like that. Our mind a balance of no realism and fun, I guess you can say. Yeah, but if I was trying a simulation or like a a war simulator or you know something of the sort. That'd be pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. You got, but you got to like build around that. You know, you gotta. I guess not have a way to to dodge bullets because come on, who's who's dodging bullets? Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, it's kind of hard to dodge a bullet if you don't know where it's coming from and when it's gonna get fired. So, yeah, sure. if they can make that work, hey, I play a game like that. It's like one shot, one kill. Depending on where you get hit, that'd be pretty fun. And then the last one, and probably the most the the most hype I'm I am for a game right now is the Cyberpunk DLC dropping Phantom Liberty. Looking amazing. The updates look look promising. The changes they make into the uh cybernetic system is in the right direction. Um I I was kinda hoping that it would go in that direction when I was playing through it, because uh, I like to play games, as you know, I like to play games on, like, the the harder difficulty going in from the get-go. I just find it to be a, a better way to get good at a game if if you're playing on hard difficulty. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're going to get shit on for the longest period of time unless you just get better at the game. And playing on hard difficulty kind of pushes you to do that. But the problem with Cyberpunk going forward is you get to a point in the game where you're just too powerful. <laughs> Like you, you get enough good cybernetics. Um, you get enough good guns, and that's not that's not much that can fuck you up. Now, I will say, you can still find yourself in situations where you just get surrounded. You take a good number of shots, you'll go down. That's that's not get that twisted or anything. I'm not saying it's so easy where you can just walk into a whole group of enemies and just stand there, yeah. you know, bullet sponge, but for the difficulty it was, it became way too easy near like end game. But now they've changed it where you can overheat. It was like going to cyber psychosis with enough augments. I think it's gonna add a, a good a good chunk of difficulty to the game and you know really make you have to think about the choices of what you're trying to add to your body. What type of build you're trying to go. You can't just like dump everything in on yourself and just like go out and just do whatever. 
<clears throat> new new deals no deal new dlc new weapons new missions this is gonna be a huge update and it's like right around the corner i'm, I'm waiting for it waiting to download it i already told you man like once it drops i'm gonna be i'm gonna be out here running it yeah thinking about making a new character to run it but we'll see if i need to if i could just do like a new game plus i do that as well that's some stuff i would like to keep of course mm. Sounds like Cyber the new Cyberpunk DLC is has been influenced by the Edge Runner anime. It's especially like you talk about this like, the cyber psychosis thing. It's like I know mean, that was a really big part of the the anime. I know I was watching like one of the sort of skill trees you had. They had like you know David Martinez, the main character. They had like him in the back, like you can see his back. So I was like, oh, it's cool to see that the anime and Cyberpunk. To be fair, Cyberpunk's Oh, a lot of this positive reputation to the anime. I remember before the anime came out, it was pretty negative. And then yeah, when the anime came out, it kind of got a, I would say it got a second win in that sense. But it's good to see the anime that they're taking from the anime because I thought the anime was, was really good. I agree, and I, I guess when they was like going through it, you know, like looking at the feedback of what people were really enjoying about the show, you know, that yeah, was Cyber Psychosis is a big one they like i said they touch it they touch on it in the game you know, when we discussed it before they touch on it in the game there's a bunch of side quests related to it you know you're getting you're getting a job from one of the handlers about oh this person has cyber psychosis go figure out what's going on mm. and you know it's always a similar a similar scene where it's just a just my mess bloody bloody <laughs> mess you know not good times <laughs> Jeez. A lot of a lot of people just healed out of nowhere. At least when the game is like a lot of stuff, it just hit hits them out of nowhere. Like it's building up over time, and then it just explodes into this 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 rupture of just bloodlust, anger, seeing red, you know. Mm-hmm. And none of that's being a potential that you can run into in a game. If you overheat or put it on too many arguments, I'm, I'm going to do it at least once to see what happens. To see mm-hmm. how how the game handles the cyber psychosis. <clears throat> you could, I'm sure it'd be a game over, but maybe you're just going like a rampage for a little bit until you like your heart explodes or something, or you get sure. shot down. It took a long time. It took longer than I thought it was going to get to this point with Phantom Liberty coming out, but mm. I'm glad it's here. True. I'm glad it's here. Cyberpunk has done has tried to fix what it messed up on. Uh, I give them that. And if Phantom Liberty is as good as it's looking to be, I can forgive. Yeah. <laughs> I can forgive the beginning, the beginning drop and all that, all that mess. But you know, the poor thing is people are trying to do better. Like right? yeah. you recognize like, that's, that's why I saw it. So you recognize, yeah, we fucked up. Let's try to make this better. And they've definitely put in the work. I know they've, over time release massive patches to to the game. So um yeah, I, I can't complain when whenever people especially you know, these games companies, we've seen so many times people release stuff and it's like it's shit, okay. Deal with it. <laughs> deal with deal no, with it. It's too true. Just deal with it. It's the fact we have a company actually who cares and is willing to put in the work, um, I'm down for it, you know. I've I've always when Cyberpunk was first announced, I, I wanted to get it, but I just never had the hardware to play it on. So, um, hopefully, at some point, I'll, I'll be able to play it. Um, like I said, I love Cyberpunk stuff. I was a big fan of um, 
So the Blade Runner. And I was one of my favorite sort of movies of all time, especially the the new one twenty forty nine. So um Oh, it's a thing we can all enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. I love it. And I can't wait. So do know, you know, once it once it does drop, I I would like to go back uh at a, at another time doing these podcasts and, you know, discuss Phantom Liberty. Uh discuss just the the game in general after this update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot to uh, talk about. V story is never ending, man. It's never ending. <laughs> we did cover a lot of games, con, so uh, we can move on to the next topic. Um, it's the Last of Us Two casting. Yeah, um, you know, Last of Us season two casting. Um, I'm starting to hear a little bit more about it now than I was before and I, it's being worked on but since we both watched the first one I just wanted to touch back on it and also look at what are we hoping for for season 2 mm-hmm. <clears throat> discuss a little bit about the game and how it's going to translate over to the show when it comes out so what are you what are you expecting for season 2 Um, what would you like to see Definitely, I want to go more into Ellie and Joe's sort of relationship. I, I know that, that that's the core of Last of Season 1, but it's different now knowing that Joe, what Joe did at the end of Season 1, and yeah. he, he's lying to Ellie, and I'm sure she's going she's gonna to figure that out. I mean, that, that's that's obvious, but I don't see how what that's going to go with that. And obviously, I, I think one of the, what's going to be one of the biggest sort of tests <laughs> A season two is how they handle, uh, you know, Abby and Joe's, let's just say, encounter. Oof, that's, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a scene. Yeah, and I remember when that first coming out, people were pissed, <laughs> pissed, bro. <laughs> and so I I know the uh, Pedro Pascal who plays um who plays Joe talked about it's like, hey, we changed stuff for season one. That's not why don't we change the stuff for season two? Like my character, and I'm like. That beats that sort of beats the whole point of season two, because after that counter sort of sets into motion the the whole plot of of season two. So I'm interested to see how they balance that as well. Um, because I, I think season one did a good job balancing sort of the yeah the, the personal aspects of it of Joe and um, Ellie and the zombie stuff too as well. But you know, season two is gonna be split between Ellie and Abby. So I'm interested to see how they're gonna balance that and. Those different time time shifts and, and whatnot too as well, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I want to see who they cast as Abby. I think that's gonna be sort of yeah, that's huge. That's gonna be one of the indicators of how people are gonna respond to. It. I know it's just casting, but like usually stuff like that, you can get a taste of how fans are gonna react to it. You know, if they're like, "Oh, cool, I love, I love this character playing Abby," or I'm like, "Oh, fuck, oh, I hate this." It was like, okay. See where people are gonna go. So that's what I'm excited for to see how they balance mostly Ellie and Abby's relationship and how Abby translating to the screen. Um, because you know they did a really good job with, with Joe and Ellie in, in season one, and mm-hmm. definitely felt their relationship. But I'm curious about what you think as someone who played. Do you play two as well? Uh, I haven't played it. Uh, like I know I know the story. I've seen like a playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I do believe it's a lot of different experience watching the playthrough than playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the gist of what's you no know, everything that happened, um, 
I guess minor minor details, not so much. But uh, I don't know who could, who they could possibly cast for Abby. There's nobody that comes to mind who, for one, fits Abby's build. You like a Ronda Rousey. <laughs> name that comes to mind <laughs> for a possible Abby. But I don't know how that would translate over to the character. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of emotional stuff, too. I mean, Ronda Rousey is... I'm oh, good. I haven't seen that too much of her acting. I think she's acted before, hasn't she? She was in... Well, she was in Fads of Furious, so I don't know if you call, call that acting. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I see how many uh, how many lines she had. <laughs> she just stood there. It's going to be a tough one. But whoever they end up picking for Abby, um, that's not that's not my main one of my main concerns. Like who they're gonna cast for Abby? They're gonna find somebody. Uh, if anything, all I will say is like I, know, I just hope that she fits. She fits the build. She fits the the attitude of Abby in the games. Um, there are, there are plenty of times when they've tried to bring a game over to the, the big screen to a show or a movie and like the characters just don't match per se but it's not it's not a big deal for me mm-hmm. depending on who you are on the internet it's a big deal for some people they go up in arms about me but going back to Joe's I guess fate <laughs> yeah. deemed by the creators <sighs> they can they will in my opinion, they'd be fucking up if they do it too early. Like if they if they do if they do that, say episode one, episode two, way too early. I would, I at least give, <laughs> at least give Joe four episodes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long the season's gonna be, but at least give him four, four or five episodes before it happens. You know, you can use that time to develop the characters more, wrap up a little bit of what wrap up what happened at the end of season one. Um, give a little bit more detail of that moment when Joe let Ellie know what happened, mm-hmm. what really happened. And, you know, her reaction, you know, what happened, how did that affect the relationship the next day? And, you know, a week later, a month later, I want to see that. I want to see a very in-depth look at those periods of time before what happens, happens. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is this is one of the fan casts I, I was looking out for for Abby. Yeah, hit the gym a little bit, you know. Hit the gym, get a little bit swole. It should be perfect. Does Does Abby? Does Joe meet his fate towards the beginning of the game? Right? Does that happen pretty? Is at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like it's what I I would say is what kickstarts. The rest of the game. Uh, I was, I was thinking that too. The whole revenge plot, you know, it stems from that. But yeah, it happened at the beginning of the game. Like, you load it up. <laughs> you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, some cutscene action, and then boom. Go golfing. Go golfing. <laughs> it's like, it rubbed a lot of people wrong. Because the traders leading up to Last of Us 2, when it was getting ready to come out, you know, it was showing an older Ellie. It was showing at least hinting towards Joe, but that was never, never anything that was saying like, "Oh, Joe was gonna 
meet this end. And you don't want to spoil it. That's a major spoiler. True. You can't spoil that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is everybody comes in. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain it, man. It's like everybody has expectations for what they're gonna based on what they've seen and Yeah, it's like nothing they show, at least from what I was seeing, nothing showed that Joe was gonna meet a fate like that. Like it it's always in the back of your mind when it comes to like a sequel, anything can happen. You know, a character could die. That's 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 fair. But so early on is yeah. the craziest part about it. Mm-hmm. Like you're thinking, oh, you're gonna be able to play a little bit of Joel again, you know, get back into that. Is they they want like you play as Joel and then he gets that work <laughs> and then you play as Ellie. That would have been fine, but it's just at right at the start. So I hope they don't do it with the series. They've taken creative they made creative diff uh changes in the story in the first season. This would be I think this would be a good time to do it again. You know. I agree that it'd be nice for them to do that, but my only problem was that if you do that, it's an entirely different game, like entirely different story at that point. I mean, yeah. like he he does happen to him at the beginning and the story progresses from there. But like at that point, if he goes like say four episodes, I mean, it, it feels like it's probably episodes they do in the game. They, they had less than 10 episodes for like the season one, right? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it depends on how many episodes they do, but yeah, at that point, I feel like it wouldn't. It's just be entirely different, different story, you know. It was nine episodes, so yeah, they would have to rework the whole thing at that point. Uh, which I guess it would, wouldn't be the worst thing. Uh, I know Last of Us Two was pretty divisive in terms of the Last of Us fandom. I won't say most people, but it was a lot of people said it was pretty, pretty bad. So I think he, if he does change it, he sort of plays into that narrative for like mm-hmm. where we're, we're going to make it better or good. But I, I'm i torn on that, honestly. Like, yeah. Tough one, man. Yeah. I, I do, I do believe that at some point, yeah, Joe has to go. Yeah. At some point. I, it, if, but if they do it like super early and then it's just like Pedro Pascal is only in there and like, you know, flashbacks, stuff of that sort. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be disappointed. I'm mm-hmm. gonna lie. I'd be pretty disappointed. They just start to start out, write them off, and then get <laughs> some flashbacks for the rest of this for the series. Mm-hmm. I want a, a few episodes to deal with a lot of, like you said earlier, like deal with the situation at the end of the first season. Going into that, discussing how that affected the lives, you know. In the video game, they they had the initial, the beginning cutscenes, and you know Ellie wasn't happy with them. They weren't talking for a while, um, all of that. But it's still really early. It's still really early. Again, after the cutscenes and all that stuff happens, then you get into the game, uh, and you start playing as Ellie. And it's not until I don't, I don't know how much later into the game when you start playing as Abby. Once Pedro, once Pedro Pascal's character is gone. It's gonna be up to what's her name, Bella, Bella Ramsey, and whoever mm-hmm. they get for, for Abby to to carry the the series from there. Yeah, true. And Angel helped so much in the first season carrying that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of that was on his back. Bella did a great job as well, but 
him playing Joe, I think he did a damn good job playing him. And, you know, that helped get through the season. The episode with um with Bill and Frank. Yeah, that was a real like good those one. are one of those moments in in the writing where it deviated from the game, but it was really well done. You know, I wanna see some more of that in season two. And I wanna see them deviate a little bit from how it's carried on in the game. You know, hitting the same conclusion, but just taking a different route. True. I'll be happy in that case. Because once, once it's done, and then, you know, like I said, Bella and Abby are going are the main two, it's going to it's gonna feel a whole lot different going through the rest of the season with just them being the main two. Main mm-hmm. two characters and, like, all the supporting characters from the game as well. So, they gotta they have to do it right. This is probably, like, the most... This is what's really going to set the tone for the series, is how they handle Joe's situation. Whatever they do, though, I... I trust Neil and like he, he's he's done everything right so far. So uh, I at least hope fans, regardless of what decision he makes, at least give him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and at least try it out. You know, don't and some people are like if it goes this way, you know, it's like oh you're changing the game now, you're doing this or you're ruining the integrity of the game to do this. So like, why you do that? You know, Joe. Oh, he should have been in there longer. So let, let's just give him a chance and hopefully. Whatever he does, it comes out pretty good. Because season one, like I said, he, he's made decisions already changing from the game that were very, very well done. So, yeah, I'm trusting whatever decision he makes. Um, it's yeah. going to be a good one. Give him a chance. See what, he's, see what he can uh, what he can do. Anything, like, plot-wise um, you like to see other than, you know, the ending? Anything else you like to see brought up that we saw in like season one? <clears throat> going for it. Um, I know there's a zombie called the Rat King. Um, he appears in season two. That he appears in the second game, right? I'm not sure. Rat King, okay. Um, I hope that that type of zombie appears. Um, mm-hmm. you you know about the Rat King, right? So it, the the Rat King is like this zombie that's like it was it was underground. It's just like this uh, amalgamation of just like a bunch of like zombies together. Uh-oh. It's like it's just like this giant like zombie boss battle. That like I believe it's it's not part of the main story. I believe you have to find them. Mm-hmm. But um, I would hope to see something like that, like more evolutions in zombie because the game takes place longer and we just know. The fungus has a way of connecting zombies together and bringing them together. So it'd be interesting to see more zombies sort of become one and like move that way. Like, 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 yeah. 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 I would love to see the, like an evolution of of the zombies over time in in season two and sort of wrap that up. Good amount of time. I forget the the time pass, at least age wise. Um, but yeah, that's it's almost time to for this virus or mm-hmm. to spread more and develop more, mutate. Mm-hmm. It's just a rat king. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> want to see that? You walk in the room and see that it's just standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely excited to see where they take the the zombies. Um, in, in season two. Uh, what about you? I mean, I guess you got the infamous. The infamous sex scene. 
so many memes with that, yeah. Do that again. (laughs) And I mean, I guess you also have the ending. The ending to to think about as well. Personally, I, I didn't... I understood the reasoning for the ending of two, but it wasn't something I really could get behind. Those plots are fucking stupid. Hmm? I hate I hate when that happens. When the, I don't want to spoil it, but like another game I love has the same thing, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you did all this to get here, and then you're not okay. Makes like, sense. All right, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> did all this traveling, all this killing, <laughs> taking shots, getting <laughs> having to. You know, fucking heal myself and all that shit, and then just... that is so bad. <laughs> Ellie takes Abby's hand and says, "You know, you know, Abby, the last of us were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Walk into the sunset, happily ever after." No hard feelings. It's, it's crazy. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a hell of a hell of a season. It's gonna be a risky one. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like it's gonna be a very risky season in terms of how it's gonna be received. By by audiences, because you know you, you you're gonna have you're gonna have people who who know Last of Us just from the show. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have people who know it from the game. You know, people who just this is their first time. Maybe season two is what gets them to watch season one and get to know the show. But uh, it's gonna be opinions are gonna be thrown out left and right, man. Yeah, you know. Ever since, and this is just a side comment but like ever since uh you know reddit got rid of all the third party program uh, programs i'm kind of happy that i won't be around <laughs> when this drops and yeah, it's like blowing up on reddit because it they probably will blow it up oh yeah i don't have to read any of those comments <laughs> you're gonna find some way to complain that's for sure it's, it's gonna get pretty ignorant in the comments <laughs> when it comes to people's opinions yeah, at the end of the day, I just hope it's it's very watchable. You know, it's well done. Dialogues, dialogue is as good as the first, if not better. Um, the action is is good, and you know, it just Last of Us season one hit emotionally pretty well. Oh yeah, at various points throughout the story, you know, when the action came up and it was you know getting heated, you know, you I I was on the edge of my seat like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna take a shot? Yeah. Who who could potentially die? Because the Last of Us, man, that's death's always around the corner. You know, mm-hmm. anything can happen. So I have to wait and see. Like twenty twenty four, sometime. Hopefully they get if studios figure out get writers some money and stuff, so we can get back to work. But yeah, hopefully soon. I've I've questioned Neil's decisions before. It's mainly with the game, but uh, I think he's been doing a pretty good job with the show. So, mm-hmm. hey, good luck. Godspeed, bro. Godspeed. Same. And now let's move on to something a little bit more tragic. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, games kind and that sort of stuff that we enjoy. And this next topic is a little tragic to see um, yeah. Uzi Tube um, and his sort of string of bad decisions he's been making lately obviously this guy is not mentally well we talked a little bit about it um 
just want to get your thoughts on it um, and sort of the correlation between, you know, mental health and being online and trying to maintain your influencer status. This, this is like a speed run descent into madness. It, it's crazy to to see it happening. Um, it's even crazier to see the people surround, like the people around him not doing anything in terms of the, like the internet the internet is the internet unfortunately over the years you know the internet has gotten way more way more hostile uh, the power of, power of anonymity anonymity <sighs> turns people into animals yeah <laughs> like it really really does um you know in our you know when we were younger on the internet it was it, it it was still a wild place to be, but I don't, I just don't recall the internet being so willing to just see a man just ruin his life mm-hmm. and, it, and like edge him on the entire way. True, yeah. <laughs> like only in like the more darker areas of the internet where you would see people like, oh man, you, you, you know, just end it all and you know, keep going, keep Jeez. going. You know, this is entertaining, you know, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I see that in like the more cut off areas, the more decrepit parts, the corners of the internet. But like this guy's Fousey's a big name, you know. And you know, through the whole process of this, he was getting more and more viewers. Yeah. Each each stream. I think he was doing like a subathon or something. So he was just streaming twenty four seven. It seems like a like a like a negative feedback loop. Like he, he's yeah. doing crazy stuff, he's getting more views and more money. People encouraging him. And then just leads back into itself. But I think one of the big difference between, you know, internet now and then what we had is that when people are making like legit careers off of it and the stuff the content of it and it's more accessibility to people where you got like live stream is, is much bigger than it is now where yeah. you can you got usually before live streaming like people were playing games or in their room and out they weren't really going out like that. But right. you got these guys there live streaming everything a lot. You know, they go into bed and live streaming. They're going shopping and live streaming. Mm-hmm. That gives more chance for like you know, crazy stuff to happen because you're in public now and chat can say, do this, do this. He's like, no, man. He's like, oh, come on, man. Do this. And you do some stupid stuff. And then next thing you know, you're in jail. <laughs> right. So it's a lot, lot different from being in the room on gaming than, than what it is now. It's, it's a lot more personal. And so fortunate with Fuji because he, he's, He's kind of like he's, he's fell off, like let's call it what it is. He definitely has, has fallen off, um, and you know it, it kind of hurts when you're used to be on the top, and now you're not as good as you used to be. Especially now, it seems like he's trying to come back. Like he he was trying to like make a little comeback. You know, he, I mean, he had that kick deal. Yeah, like that. That was insane amount of money. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Insane amount of money. So that was a good starting point for him, you know. But like I said, unfortunately, kick, especially mess with people like Aiden Ross, it's a little bit more encouraging of that type of behavior. Yeah. I mean, like a normal platform. Stream, stream yeah. Especially like the, the whole Mile High Club thing at the airport. That was just. We were talking about it's just like, <laughs> like you, like you're rolling. It's like everything is like misses like just bad bad roles all the time. critical critical failure. <laughs> critical failure like every fucking role dude is like holy crap man it's just like and at the end you can see like you realize like oh shit i i messed up you know and he started starts crying and 
You know, it's like you would think after that, it's like, okay, man, you fucked up big time. Like this, this is probably gonna be the end. But just kept on going, man. I kept on going. Like, of course, you know, the audience is definitely playing a major role. Uh, this is definitely all Fousey, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, you know, this man is making these actions on his own. I know his mental health isn't 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 the best at all. Isn't good at all right now. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still you still got to take responsibility for your actions. Whether that be with the influence from chat, influence from your friends, your circles, you know, you you gotta you gotta really reflect and look in the mirror. And like from the clips I've seen of him, he 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 starts doing that shit. Like he starts reflecting. He's like, oh, like with the airport scene, he's apologizing like, oh, that was messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Um, I shouldn't have told my chat. You know, I mean had sex in the bathroom and uh, I think he gave her $2,500 too. Uh, but it's like, Wait. bro, what did you learn? <laughs> people don't learn anything. That's the scary part. Nothing. Like being an influencer and you're seeing it more and more big time, big name influencers. They don't even have to be like the XQCs. They don't have to be the, the Fousies, you know, the, I would say like the more middle of the middle level middle of the bracket earnings bracket i say that the more middle of the bracket are you having issues you know just being an influencer is a very toxic thing to get involved in to become a part of like you're dealing with this individuals who you don't know and they can say whatever they want i mean you abandon i'm sure but like they just harass make threats it's fucking death threats are yeah. insane uh, with with influencers and I think it gets to everybody eventually. That's the saddest thing to say. I think mm-hmm. it gets to everybody eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just been more and more influencers just coming out, major mental issues, fucking up really bad. Uh, whether it be with the shit that's Fuzzy doing with the office meds type behavior, you know, uh, some other folks get involved with like this girls, man, get involved with like the pedophilia type shit, you know. Disgusting. Like influencers, growing them out, are just getting caught up in this lifestyle and just starting to just fall into some very dark, dark places, dark avenues. And that's that's not to say everybody is. You know, I'm not saying that at all. But like, I can't be the only person who's like noticing, noticing that this amount is going up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It seems like with, with influencers, it, it, it's more about like the type of content you're making, not necessarily the quality, you know, it's like, everybody seems like everybody's trying to up it in to do some crazy stuff. And yeah. definitely a sensationalist sort of aspect to it, where it's just like, just doing crazy stuff and seeing how many views you can get. And you're also wearing a mask too, in a sense where you're, where you're betraying somebody. And I'm not sure if FoodieTube is what you, what you really like behind the camera. Like I said, everybody has their, so the on camera, off the camera, sort of personality. I feel like this is one hundred percent. Yeah, and that's the scariest part. And I think one of the biggest problems is that when you're an influencer, your life is pretty much always online. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're seeing with FujiTube is that you're seeing the real world and the internet sort of bleed together. Because when because you when you're streaming all the time, it's it's hard to you know keep that beside on you know and 
sometimes your real self leaks through and sometimes that internet stuff sort of becomes who you are and i think we see that with like people like like logan and jake paul and stuff like that and it's these people who are completely different well like you've watched the original content they're like really different basically to like when we first came around on he was still arrogant but you see like he was he was having fun with like the mortal combat sort of you know prank video and stuff like that but like just like that like i said the success is poisoning his mind man and you know he's, he's trying to keep it up and I think the first the breakdown we seen of him was like when he, that concert of his failed. Yeah, he's like on a car and something like, "Yo, Drake was supposed to come, and I did all this, and it's just like that should have been a time where he's like, okay, I need to reflect and what am I doing right, what I'm doing wrong, change something up." But unfortunately, influence they have like this set path that they're on, and they just they gotta keep going through it, you know. And like you said, collaborating with with other influencers too, mm-hmm. and that just gives you that just gives more fuel to the fire, you know. It's gross, yeah. <laughs> like the the circle of leeching is gross. Like the whole thing, um, from the Fousies to the the, the Aidens to fucking Kai, even the Kaisenats, man. It's just mm-hmm. the whole race toxic it's gross yeah. I, I i don't like it i don't like seeing i don't like seeing fuzzy every day on my feed getting into some more stupid shit yeah but i also don't like seeing that nothing's being done to help the guy you know um and that's probably the most egregious part about it because i was watching I, I saw the clip with the 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 self-swatting Never thought that'd be a thing. Self swatting. The self swatting. I seen that hotel one. And I was watching that clip, and you know he's just sitting on the bed, talking. He calls nine one one for one for for one. Um, and there's other people in the room with him. You know he has his boys in the room. I guess they're his boys. Yeah. It's like he's in the room calling the police. You know, freaking the fuck out, and like nobody's just doing anything. He's just standing there. I mean, at one point. When he starts yelling, like oh, uh, or maybe it was before when he's before he starts yelling, oh, he has a gun to my head, he has a gun to my head, send help. Uh, one of the guys takes his phone and like, tells him to calm down. You know, Fuzzy's not having it. He, he yells back, but I was like, take his phone, yeah. turn off the stream, stop this. Like, yeah, somebody needs to stop this for sure. Because, like, I. I at some point, you just gotta like, oh, this guy's losing it. He's having a fucking mental break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is. I could not see myself being in a room with Fuzio, like any of my friends going to something like that and not doing anything mm-hmm. to remove them from that situation. Probably at this point, probably just yes, man. I, I feel like Fuzio at, at some point probably had people that are like, yo, dude, you know, you gotta stop this. Like, this shit is stupid, you know, but. When you get famous, your head gets big, you think those people are trying to sabotage you, and yeah. then at some point, you start to say, yes, man, and, you know, of course, they, they're not going to do anything, because they're profiting off of it. I'm sure you, they probably get some money from them, you know, so. Yeah, man, make sure, make sure you start to a real fan. Just because people criticize me doesn't mean that they're trying to tear you down, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Gotta be okay with criticism. Like, even if he does snap, like, you, you you let him know what's going on. Like, bro, you got to stop this. And he snaps. It's like, at least you try it. Yeah. I mean, there are some individuals that I would say, yeah, you know, you you can't 
you can't do much for them, you know, especially when they're not trying to do anything for themselves. And some people just, just got to walk away. Like I tried. This would be one of the situations where any of the people who actually care about Fousey, you would try. And then if you have to, you just let it go. It's, what, can, what else can you do? But this isn't one of those situations where I think the people around him care. So it's just going to keep happening. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened after he got arrested. I don't know if he's like out. That much. Uh, I don't too far into it. Hopefully he's getting some help. Hopefully he's getting some help. Like something. It's, it, it's not worth. Like, even if you are cool with this guy, yeah, you know, you get to go out to Vegas. You get to, you know, sit in a hot tub with some badass woman. And, you know, you get to, you know, do all this extravagant stuff. At some point, this hostility, the listening to Fuji just yell at random people on the street or people who like, give me an issue, that's not, it stops being fun. Like, come on, it's, it stops being fun, becomes just a stressful situation 24-7. I mean, maybe it's just me. I'm just not about that. I'm just not about the drama. Yeah, it's just, just doesn't help anybody, you know. Like, it only <laughs> makes you a wor- uh, worse version of yourself, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're making money off drama, because now you have to manufacture it every every time you're online. It's just, it just doesn't help. Or you're yelling at people for no reason. You know, fucking fights, putting people in headlocks. You know, people. <laughs> it's like what the fuck, and it's just like ridiculous, man. And like you're away with it. Yeah, it's away with it, man. Like, that's the problem, man. People get away with it, man. You know, it's like. I think about the video. That was was that Logan Paul with the Japanese suicide for? Yeah, yeah. Just like, dude, like, come on, man, like. That was more Jake one of Shit. It's like, and he got got away. He got away with it, man. It's ridiculous, man. It's just, it's embarrassing what people would do for money, you know. I mean, I get, if you want that to be, you know, on your, you know, on, on your Wikipedia article, yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> Go for it. You know? Yeah, that's, that'll be one of the things people remember you for. Being that guy. It's, I don't know. I mean, like, we, we try to, you know, we we start up the podcast. And, you know, we're, you know, we're putting, working, getting the episodes out, you know, finding topics to talk about. You know, in the situation, you know, you know we, we get bigger, you know, things start to get better. More people want to listen to us. No way in hell. No way in hell. Are we falling down into that path? That's ridiculous, you know. But I say that, and I also think that's something missing here. You know, that's True. something that that reaching that point, making it as an influencer, whether it's like do Twitch or podcast or YouTube, whatever. I can't say for sure. But I don't know what it's like. You know, I don't know what that what it would feel like being at that point in my life doing something like this where, you know, we we getting good money coming in. You know, we have fans who love to watch our content. Mm. You know, send us messages here and there wanting to talk more and more. I don't know. I don't know what that would do personally. Definitely won't be this. Yeah. Damn. Jeez. But like it's one of the things was like you're you're normal and then like you go out and you see love and then you do something and like like you get away with it like, oh shit, like I, I just did this like I, can I got away with that? Okay. What else can I do? 
And then you just slicey say you slowly crossing that line, and then next you know you're yeah. fucking on the other side <laughs> of the room. You know, habitual line stepper, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best phrase for it. You know, habitual line steppers. Jeez, man. Especially when you like, it's especially dangerous on the internet because you got people who who have never sort of been popular, especially like streamers, like people who who probably in, in life were never popular or were bully. Mm-hmm. And then you get online, you start streaming, and you're like, holy shit, people love me. You know, it's just like, it, it's, it's a big difference with like being somebody who never had anything and certainly having everything. Yeah. It definitely changes you for sure. I don't think anybody goes through that unchanged it's just some people are better to recognize you know yeah. the faults of it you know like, okay like that's it's not it's not who i am you know and also the, as you mentioned before you know it's also the circle you know you keep around once you hit that point true yeah. uh you could have definitely had better circles that's unfortunate i I do i do hope that you know he gets some who's he get some help oh for a lot of the the influencers out here who are just in some dark places, but you know, have that need for attention and like keeping it going. Mm-hmm. You know, for any of those people who are stuck in that 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 pattern, you know, I hope the best one. I hope they can get out because Fuzzy has money. Yeah, sure. Fuzzy has money. <laughs> like you know, taking some time to get your shit together, get some help, would not be a bad idea at all <laughs> and you're not going to be broke afterwards mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised if he gets help and then he's just like oh I have no money <laughs> ow <Yeah. laughs> fucking how I mean maybe just spend those money on the people around you you know leeching leeching off of you that is putting it to get some therapy some mental health work done um Hey guys, take care of your mental health, man. That's that's really important, especially it's super, especially nowadays. You know, I I find the word to be very, at least of all the time. You know, we've been existing. It's more volatile than ever. I mean, I can say to myself, like you know, over the years, you know, things have, like mentally, things have, things feel different now mentally than they were before. Oh yeah, with the changing times, the thing that's been going on, personal reasons, whatever it may be. You know, everybody's everybody should be feeling it. Like yeah. there has been a, I think, like a global decline in you know mental stability mm-hmm. with everything that's been going on. So you know, you gotta take care of yourself. You know, take care of each other. Mm-hmm. See somebody struggling out there, if you can help out. You know, don't egg them on to do more and yeah. more and more crazy shit. Then you get you got him ended up in a fucking hotel room yelling at police officers, calling them stupid, calling them stupid because you faked a fucking serious situation. Got a gun in my head. He started yelling that shit. <laughs> I, I paused the video. I put my hand in. I put my hand in my head. I was just like, no, this is not happening. He actually went and did it. Nobody did anything to stop him. Mm-hmm. And take the phone and like, oh, I'm sorry, he's he's really drunk. He's having a mental issue. Everything's fine. He's just not having a good time. Why didn't try to fix that situation? 
Unfortunately, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Oh yeah. Because we we have Zoomers now. They they're kind of the first generation who were born with the internet, and so, you know, we 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 luckily like we we came in like we know what it's like to not have internet. Yeah. Uh, we come in at that and. A lot of us millennials who's, who are still like in bad shape, and now so it's gonna be interesting to see like a whole generation who only know the internet, you know, and the good internet too. Like this, like we're yeah. talking like they had to deal with dial up, yeah, <laughs> taking thirty seconds to load up a picture, you know, buffering videos. Oh, that was pain. You didn't watch. I didn't watch videos with dial up. It was not worth. Yeah, they don't know that. That more humbled. You know, True. version of the web. Now we got all, we all have good speed. Now you know we all have just that instant gratification with whatever we want. Yeah. And it was dangerous. It's it's dangerous. Like I love the internet. Big fan of the internet. Always have been. You know, I've spent probably way too many hours browsing it. But it's dangerous. It's dangerous as fuck. I mean, it's dangerous yeah. as fuck out here with the internet nowadays. And you like seeing it progressively get worse over time, and like you said, it's going to get worse. Internet is sort of becoming like its own, like pseudo reality in a way. It's it's just how like an internet was. It's like you have your you have your real life stuff, and you have like your pseudo internet reality life, and it's just like that stuff is starting to bleed in with with one another. Like I said, like growing up, it's like there was a difference between like the internet and real life. Yeah. You know, it's like. Everybody knew that as well, you know, like internet is different. Like now it just seems like it's hard that that that, that sort of line, man, is like it's, it's getting muddier and muddier, you know? And yeah. Like I said, I, I, I'm so glad I didn't grow up with TikToks. Like I, I downloaded TikTok and I I mean deleted it. It's just like Same. Same. But <laughs> like I cannot do this. Like, it's just fucking videos on video, like five seconds just like just destroys your attention span, man. I'm praying for these kids, man. I hope they, hope they figure it out, man, and and find a way through it because it's gonna get tough. It, it will, it will. You know, you gotta go out there. You gotta touch. You gotta touch grass here and there. That was like one of the. That was one of the main things I told my brother before I came out out here to Utah. I was like, man, because I know he, I know he enjoys the computer. I know he enjoys being on the internet. You know, same as me. And but before I left, I was like, yeah. Internet's not everything, you know. Go out there, touch grass, try to live, you know, life in reality. You know what it is for what it is. Not don't spend your time on internet. You know, trying to meet friends and uh, find satisfaction from interactions with other people on the internet. Go out, meet people. True. Do stuff. You know, do stuff. Go to a park. Go work out. Go for a walk around the block. Yeah. Something, <laughs> something. Just don't, don't, don't become one of those individuals who's just chronically on the internet. I almost fell into that. I almost fell into like being chronically on the internet. Was, nah, not a good time. Oh yeah, it's dangerous stuff. Yeah. And the worst part about it is you just feel like life, life passes you by so quickly. Oh, once yeah. you hit that point of just being chronically online. Next thing you know, you're 30, 35 years old, looking back on life and with not much <laughs> to look back on. Sure, yeah. Other than like some fucking internet arguments. <laughs> <laughs> this post got 100 likes. Oh 
ratio and everybody right now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, man. It's a whole lot more. The internet is a great, a great tool. I love the internet. It's a tool, yeah. Like it's a great it's a tool. tool. But that's as far as this would go. I've seen this one meme where this guy's like, he's he's dying. He's on his deathbed, and then like. He's, he's saying, like, I wish I spent more time arguing online. <laughs> it's just so silly, like, looking at it. It's like, yeah, nobody, nobody's saying that, you know. It's like, That's the perfect comeback. <laughs> yeah. I wish I said that, you know. It's like, my thing are, when it's like, like, you know, we're arguing, it's like, these people, you, you, you've never met these people. Like, you have no idea what this person looks like. You know, you're arguing with some like yeah, out for anime profile picture and it's like you don't know these people these people have no influence in your life you know like leave it leave it alone it's not yeah. worth it you know like you getting this mad about somebody on the internet talking shit to you you don't <laughs> even know how mad you would get if it happened in real life but if it happened in real life you probably wouldn't be that mad yeah <laughs> the same name. you wouldn't even be that mad about it you're, you're like, oh, I'm going to turn out a chick on that one. I'm not even going to try to escalate this. It's not worth my time. But, like, on the internet, people just lose their shit. And it makes no sense to me. Yeah, to be fair, I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And I, I grew up playing Xbox Live, playing Call of Duty and Halo. Yeah. So, I've learned the hard way to, to <laughs> not argue with people online. So, um, hopefully, people don't have to learn that lesson. But the key takeaway, you know. Take care of yourself. You know, it's 2023. We out here. Everybody out here. Try to be better. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, help each other. It's not not bring more pain and suffering into this world than it already is. You know. Let's let's keep an eye out for each other. Take care. I think that's the end of this topic. You know, uh-huh. I think we went pretty discuss a bit about it. Uh, that's not much to say about Fuzzy on that one. Yeah, it just needs to get help. That's so like, you can do at this point. That's all you can really do. Um, I don't think he'll. It, it will be a very. It take a very, 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 very bad event. Maybe like something actually life threatening, for him to probably see it himself. I still do believe that the the people around him can get him there sooner if they wanted to. I need some of that, um, that jigsaw rehabilitation. Who's in the jigsaw? Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Oh, man. What was that? Okay, okay. Before we end this podcast. <laughs> Before we end this podcast. Fuzzy trap. <laughs> what would a Fuzzy trap look like? Hmm. Influencer. And I always streaming. It would have to be something with, with like his 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 body and his image. Yeah, you know, if I, I feel like it had to be one of those traps. Was like you know, little fuzzy, you made a <laughs> you made a career off of your image online. Now we're gonna put that to the test. It had to add something like he, he has to like mingle his body in the sense to to get out. But that'd be interesting. That'd be some fuzzy jigsaw trap. I'll be thinking about that later, like a <laughs> Fuzzy trap. I can, I can already hear fucking John's, John's voice <laughs> giving him that little spill. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Maybe, maybe that's the next route for us all to go. Like they can take it out on influencers. 
He may be on to something there. Let's see. I don't know anything about Tan. Maybe that yeah. we could see some of that in Tan. Takes the influence house, captured <laughs> captured them and had them go to the the gauntlet, you know? Okay. Last question. Would Fuzi survive? Um would he does Fuzi, Fuzi have the will to live? That's the question. Uh I think he I think, I think he can I think he can. Legitimate jigsaw. John Kramer's specialty. Oh, uh, John Kramer. Oh, yeah. like, like he actually has a chance to survive. <laughs> I think he, yeah, I, I, I think he can figure it out. Oh. But we see, like, it's, what, like he said, you know, like, you'd be surprised what people would do. You put them in those situations, you know. Yeah. I think he'd do it. But yeah, yeah, the end of this, uh, this podcast, uh, it's a good conversation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it felt kind of, it, it felt pretty nice, you know, even like getting my thoughts and feelings out on the situation and most of us talking on that some more. Um, these are always enjoyable to do, man. For sure. Especially just back and forth, getting ideas out and then listening to them later. And, you know, hopefully people who do listen to this podcast can agree or, you know, if you disagree, you know, let us know. Always respectful of opinions. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think, man? You in here? Yeah, let's in here. Um, thanks for tuning in for the episode, guys. Um, got some plans for for future episodes. Um, thinking about possibly changing the format. Um, just for at least one episode. Um, experimenting. Yeah. See how see how that goes. Um, so be on the lookout for that for sure. And thanks again for tuning in, guys. Catch you on the next one. Till next time.